Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Ripley's Odyssey. It's still a Ripley's Odyssey. We said we'd finish the Christmas, but we haven't. It's still going because there's so much meaty, juicy, believe it or not, goodness within those pages. We could do this forever until the next one comes out. Who knows? Um, we're doing this episode remotely, as we normally do, but... Uh, you, Sam, are in your rig at home, as usual. Yeah. I am in uh, a tour rig. I'm in the middle of the Atletico Mince live tour. I'm in Brighton. And I've scoured the bookshops of Brighton this morning to try and get a copy of Ripley's to use, and there's none to be had. So I think the Ripley's, believe it or not, 2020 is the archetypal Brighton book, if you like. Mate, it appeals to the curious minds of the people of Brighton. When we went to Brighton, you called it, um, what did you call it again? Um, Hipster Blackpool. Hipster Blackpool. Black, yeah. Blackpool for cunts? Or did I imagine that? No, no I'm no. sure I didn't say well, that. Well, anyway, you said Hipster Blackpool. You were sceptical. But I would say Brighton is almost the best. It's up there in the very best top three Top Light Time Machines shows we've ever done, right? Do you think that's fair? Uh, yeah, I reckon it is. Yeah, and you, yeah, and, you crowd that night. and you sold out a massive venue for, for nah, mints not last a night. One, no. Well, three hundred and fifty seater, a lot bigger than than Top Flight well, Time Machine. Well, you're obviously, yeah, yeah, and it went well. Two, two nights, and two went, nights, and it went well. Two nights, four shows. So you're two in, shows last So that night. means you've got the hotel room that you're in now. Yeah, it's for, my rig. When you know how, like, when me and you go away on top of like Time Machine because it's not as big as of Let's Go Mints, we usually share no, a ro- we share a room and a bed. Do yeah. you do that with Bob as well? Top to tour. Is Bob no, in the we, room with we, you? No, no, no. With me and Bob, we don't have any contact until we arrive at the venue, and we have a um, a thirty second huddle before we go on, and then after the show, we just go our separate ways. So there's no there's none of the domestic um, issues core that you and I that, that encounter. We, we have, yeah, no, and. Obviously, I'm in a much more expensive hotel on yeah. this tour. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we've slept just in your car before, huddled in the back seat. Yeah. In a, in a lay-by, yeah. Kevin Keegan's stuff. We call that doing a... Should we pull a Keegan tonight? <laughs> pull a Keegan, If we've yeah. not sold many tickets, sometimes we just think, well, we're going to have to bring overheads down. We're going to have to pull a Keegan on the outskirts the of Bristol. Um, we'll just pull into a parking beer with all, with all the lorries. Yeah, and, uh, the lorry have drivers little, are... Have a little, we sit around the camp, the campsite fire with the the lorry drivers. Some of the lorry drivers things. get after a couple of drinks. They pass around a bottle of like brandy as they tell stories of on the, being mm. on the road, and mm. it's fun to begin with. But you know, sometimes I find them intimidating. A little bit when they start singing their, their murder shanties. Yeah, um, that uh, that gets a bit. And much. they know that we're not truckers. They know we're <clears throat> podcasters. 
<coughs> yeah, and, and it, we can't we can't reveal any more than that because there's the, there's the trucker's code. Yeah, what happens in the layby stays in the layby, yes. and you're not allowed to report back. And what, it's sort of like it's like many things I've done in my life. I think it's all fun and games going along with the mob, and then things yeah. turn dark, and I think, oh, I'm in too deep. I'm out of my depth. Yeah. I'm, yeah. At, I'm out of yeah. my depth. This is not. This is not a situation that I should be in. I'm just a podcaster. Yeah. I'm not a trucker. Yeah. Why am I hanging podcaster. out at these trucks? Why, why am I a humble <laughs> podcaster? The trucker life is not one for me. My world is the world of the USB microphone and the and the recording software and yeah. and the comfort of my home. This is not for me. I've seen I've seen the fo- fo- film Convoy many times. Yeah, it's not like that, is it? It's not. It, you know, if they made a film of. Pod, the equivalent for podcasters it would be very different yeah I mean I, I still remember this is probably before your time but I still remember TV show BG and the Bear oh yeah I've heard uh, of it yeah. the, the truck driver who had a, a monkey companion mm. I mean that's the dream isn't it but uh, I'd love to podcast with, I'd love a podcast with a monkey it's only a matter of time before Spotify or one of the big players in this market do something like that isn't it yeah I think so I'm looking at BG and the Bear on Amazon now to see if the DVDs exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's one of those things that's been consigned to history forever, probably for the best. I mean, the fella himself was called BJ, which in itself BJ, is, yeah. is a bit uh, yeah. problematic in this Pro- day and age. It was created probably by Aaron Spelling in the 70s. <laughs> we originally <laughs> wanted to call it Blowjob on the Bear. But for some reason, some of our advertisers and sponsors took exception to the explicit nature of the title, even though I knew it would be a Raiden's hit. <laughs> Fuck it, Al. Good stuff. Aaron Spelling, um, uh, we've got to move on to Rick, please. Well, but we just want to make a note here, Aaron Spelling character <laughs> could, you know, something we could play with. Anyway, our, our young audience are definitely going to be into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV impresario of the seventies and eighties and nineties, of course, because he was uh, behind Beverly Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, and in fact, put his daughter in the show, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. T- Tori Spelling. Hey, li- listen to this. I've gone deeper. Uh, BJ and the Bear was created by Glenn A. Larson. Right. Now, Glenn A. Larson is a fucking American TV giant, and I'm not saying that lightly. Listen to this. Right. The $6 million man. Fucking hell. Quincy. Fucking hell. Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Book Rogers in the 25th century. Fucking hell. BG and the Bear. Magnum P.I. The Fall Guy. Oh. Knight Rider. Fucking hell. Manimal. <laughs> okay. He's like, pitch meeting. Pitch meeting at NBC. What, what do you got for us, Glenn? What do you want? Got dead guy driving a talking car. <laughs> Mustachioed spy in Hawaii who drives a helicopter and a Ferrari. A man who can turn into any animal he wants. A guy who dies and then is brought back together with electric vision and jumping abilities. I could go on. A, a trucker who has a bear companion. How many ideas do you want? A doctor who's also a detective. <laughs> I can just keep going with this shit. <laughs> a stuntman who's also solving crimes. I'll stop. The- you want me to stop? I hope you're writing these down. Every single <laughs> one's a hit. <laughs> a pillow salesman with a false leg who could see into the future. That's a serious. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's, hang on though there's a dark side James Garner from the Rockford Files which Glenn Larson didn't do in his autobiography The Garner Files very good says uh, they felt that Glenn A. Larson had stolen um, lots of plots from the Rockford Files and put different characters in there fucking hell um, and the, here's the, the real trick right <laughs> they go yeah. oh you got all the concepts but we need more detail than that hey detail schmiedel once, once you've sold people on the big idea, you just steal old plots from the Rockford Files and change around the names. Bingo! Bingo, Kaboom. bingo! Kaboom! There's your ratings right there. You think the American public are going to notice the difference? Um, so, the, the, the Rockford Files complained to the Writers Guild and Larson was fined, but James Garner felt the fine had taught Larson nothing when he persisted in plagiarism. <laughs> And, and, and later copied the theme music from the Rockford Files for one of his shows. I'll tell you He's what, I double down. Yeah, I fucking yeah. double down on it, you cunt. Hey, at the awards ceremony. Hey, Karma, over here. It's me, Glenn Larson. Yeah, just to say thanks, uh, thanks a bunch for complaining about me, you fucking grass, to the TV authorities. 50 grand, no problem. Played, paid it cash, didn't I? Didn't touch the fucking sides, didn't mate. Didn't touch the fucking sides. I fucking, I tell you what, keep an eye on the next series of Quincy, right? Because <laughs> let's just say there might be a few plot lines you're familiar with. And James Garner's like, what the? I can't believe you. <laughs> I it, thought they dealt with you. Uh, 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 yeah, think again, dickhead. Right. <laughs> By the way, you're going to love the new, new fucking theme tune from Animal. <laughs> Guess <laughs> what? And here's another one. Night Rider, I've had a great idea. We're going to start every episode with one of them fucking answer phone messages. <laughs> Why, you? I'll deal with this. Yeah, good luck trying, dickhead. Go on, run off and grasp me again to the fucking ideas police. Tell them next time I'll pay them fucking double and buy them a fucking drink as well. <laughs> There's more. There's more, Sam. Uh... Garner stated that when Larson subsequently showed up on the Rockford set, so he's turned up. <laughs> All right, dickheads. Yeah. I've just come with me notepad. Get a few ideas. No, no, no. You lot carry on. I'm just observing. <laughs> I'll just sit in the corner. <laughs> uh, Larson showed up on the Rockford set and put his arm around Garner and said, I hope there are no hard feelings, Jim. Uh, after Larson ignored a warning by James Garner to take his arm off him, Garner, in his book, Garner claims that he punched Larson so hard <laughs> that Larson flew across the curb into a motorhome and out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking best thing I've ever read. We've got a deep dive, James Carter's play. The cunts turned up one day on the fucking set of my show. I couldn't believe it. Next thing that he's fucking antagonising me, put his arm around my fucking shoulders. I said to him, "Listen, cunt, I'm gonna count to three, right?" <laughs> And if that arm isn't off my fucking shoulders, right, you're going through that fucking motorhome. <laughs> Needless to say. Next thing, three seconds later, the cunt was flying in one end, out the fucking other. There was, a, there was an elderly couple in there having their fucking tea. They couldn't believe it. 
<laughs> they're sat there minding their own business. Suddenly, a six-foot cunt fucking flies straight through one window and out the other. They've given it. Honey, was that Glenn Larson, creator of Quincy, who just flew through our motorhome? Oh, man. So there, we've... I don't even know how we've got into that, but... Um, Fucking we've, hell. We've, that's, we've established... That's the beauty of Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's we Top have, Flight we, Time Machine in We have basically unearthed, or you've unearthed, one of the greatest stories of modern civilization. And there was no way we would have known that unless you'd said about BJ and the Bear. And here we are. Glenn, is it Glenn A. Larson? Glenn A. Larson, yeah. Glenn A. Larson. We've, have you found a picture gone, of him? Yeah, we've gone within minutes of hailing him as the greatest man in the history of American television to one of American television's biggest cunts as well. well. is he a cunt or do you have to admire his bravado? His chutzpah. I, I mean, you've got to say, right, the fact that he did it then got fined. Then he got basically. I think he got lamparded by yeah, Garner, right? By Garner, and yeah. I don't feel good talking about Garner negatively because my mum, who is one of those women who basically fancies almost every man on TV. <laughs> oh, you name fucking anyone, swear I like him. I actually think he's quite dishy, right? Or dishy, any good anyone. Word. Anyone who's a leading man on any show, British or American, in the 70s or 80s, my mum had a thing for, right? And we used to do this joke. It's actually quite disgusting, but we used to observe that when someone came on the telly that she liked when we were all sitting around watching telly, me and my brothers Mm. would notice that her foot would start to go. So (laughs) she'd start to tap her foot sort of thing, right? But it, yeah. like quite quite fast when right? she was getting triggered. When she was getting triggered, it was her trigger foot, right? <laughs> and so whether it was Dennis Waterman in the Sweeney, right, or yeah. fucking, I mean, she her favourites were like David Essex, obviously. But then most people, most people um, mm. fancied him. But she had everyone. But the main person my mum fancied above all others was James Garner when he was in the Rockford Files. She was quite right, I think, obsessed was... with him. Right, he and was. He was gone. As a result, because I didn't have a dad at home, um, notwithstanding temporary cameo dads like Archie <laughs> Buchanan, the milkman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In many ways, I think growing up, James Garner was like my imaginary dad because I felt mm. as if he was my mum's boyfriend because she was that yeah. triggered by him and talked about him so, so much. Close to him, yeah. So he was like a dad to me, but now I don't feel good about him. So I think. He should have just risen above it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Garner didn't write the Rockford Files anyway, did he? No, he didn't. But I think Garner was the kind of man who was very emotionally connected to everything he did. I mean, listen a little bit about James Garner's background. Right. Uh, At the age of 16, he joined the United States Merchant Marines near the end of World War II. Mm. So he got involved in the war. And then he enlisted in the California Army National Guard and went to Korea for 14 months during the Korean War. What a guy. He was a rifleman, uh, and he was wounded twice, first in the face and hand by shrapnel from a mortar round, mm. and the second incident, he was wounded in the buttocks. The buttocks. From the buttocks from friendly fire from US fighter jets as he dived into a foxhole. Fucking hell. Got him in the arse. A foxhole. Yeah. He went obviously face first into the into the foxhole, but still got him in the ass. Fuck! They got me in the ass. They got me in the U.S. ass. Jalapeno. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. But he received a Purple Heart for uh, his career stint. Right. So, you know, not a shrinking violet, I would say. A man, I mean, because at first, my first instinct was that sounds like bullshit that he punched a man and sent him flying right through a motorhome. Yeah. It sounds like sort of lie you'd tell at school. I that, I'm sure, yeah. I've never, I mean, even if Mike Tyson punched you, even if Mike Tyson punched Charles Hawtrey, right, which... yeah be an, un, an improbable scenario Hawtrey's dead but let's say before I think their lives did overlap for a certain number of years yeah. um, if Mike Tyson there's an experiment on a TV show like You Bet remember You mm. Bet and it's yeah. like we're going to see or like the Late Late Breakfast show with um, Noel Edmonds something they're doing that we're going to mm. do a little experiment we're going to see how far Mike Tyson can punch Charles Hawtrey <laughs> right can he punch him clean through a motorhome I don't think he could I think you punch someone, and even if they're very lightweight, which, by the way, Glenn A. Larson doesn't seem to be, seems like quite a big chap, right? Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to get sparked straight. I just think they're going to get sparked out. They don't fly through the air for that long. Doesn't yeah, he's, he's used he's used a bit of hyperbole there in that, in that thing in his book, hasn't he? Mm. Sally Field, the actress, uh, described Garner as the best cinematic kiss she'd ever experienced, so tell that to your mum. Whoa! That's good news. Who said that, Sally? Sally, Sally Field. Sally Field. I think my mum likes she, her too. She's been around. She's done a few things. Well, don't forget, she's kissed Burt Reynolds. And Garner also admitted in his book that he smoked marijuana for much of his adult life. Good lad. That's a quite a big thing to admit for someone back then, isn't it? Back then, yeah. Now you can get away with yeah. it. He said, I drank to get drunk, but ultimately didn't like the effect. Not so with grass. It had the opposite effect from alcohol. It made me tolerant and forgiving. <laughs> I, did a little, I did a little bit of cocaine in the 80s, courtesy of John Belushi. Of course, yeah. everyone did. <laughs> but fortunately, I didn't like it. Got on the funny mar- powder for a while, thanks to Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like but what I it did sm- to me. Thanks to, jo- thanks to Joe Cocker. Uh-huh. I smoked... 
I smoked marijuana for 50 years and I don't know where I'd be without it. It opened my mind and it now eases my arthritis. Oh. After decades of research, I've concluded marijuana should be legal and alcohol illegal. Fucking hell. Decades <clears throat> of research. Well De- done, well, James Garner. Act, very active research yeah. as well. He's been on the microfiche, um, and he up the library. I don't know how he found the time between beating people up and being an international acting star. Now, I I can't film anything on Tuesdays. I'll be on the microfiche up the library, won't I? Researching the effects of marijuana in relation to those of, in comparison to those of uh, alcohol. I think the, uh, the, the marijuana research was mostly just smoking the stuff. Yeah. I don't think he went near a microfiche. Yeah. Still, but, um, if you're a man as rich as that, the big film stars, the really big film stars, the big celebs in Hollywood all have microfiche machines yeah. in their homes. A lot of them have microfiche rooms, <clears throat> so they can just do research whenever they want on any on any subject they choose. Because they, they're, so they're not going to go down the library, are they? And fucking, You won't get, like, Madonna, do you know what I mean? Or Lionel, no. or Lionel Richie or no. Angelina Jolie going up the local library to do their research. They have microfiche in their house with every slide they could need. Mike, Michael Jackson didn't have one in his house, famously, because he didn't trust it. He thought that no. the, the government were trying to spy on him. So when he needed to use the microfiche, he'd have the entire library closed down yeah. at, like, 9pm so he could go himself and just have the run of the place and use the microfiche without being troubled by I've civilians. seen microfiche, and they say such awful things. Things <laughs> that are just ignorant and lies. And I think it's the government... And that's why I like to go straight to the source of the microfiche. This story's from National Enquirer. I don't like what they say about me and about bubbles. <laughs> so I go to the library because I can trust those guys. He did used yeah. to get the library shut down. Quincy Jones yeah. used to do that as well, still does. Yeah, he'd ring up, wouldn't he? Yeah. All right, Quincy Jones here. Yeah, I've got, I got Jacko. Yeah, Jacko's itching to come and have a go on the microfiche again. Um, th- how about Thursday night? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, no, we don't want to shut it down when you're open. He'll come at like eight o'clock when everyone's gone home. But you're going to have to but, keep uh, a member of staff or two on. Yeah, like, you'll you, someone on the we door could cover the overtime. We could cover the overtime or at least yeah. make a contribution 50% to it. 50% maybe, yeah. yeah. Now, I've heard that some evenings you stay open to do like old pensioners yoga classes, right? We don't want to be overlapping with any of that shite, no. right? Move it to another night because he, he just wants it just him, me, and whoever you've got doing that shift. Yeah, and we're going to want to put right outside the front door, so I'll ring the council and I'll get them to turn a blind eye on the double yellers. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll be all right. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's bringing the monkey as well. See you Thursday, ta-da. <laughs> that's how they worked it. But, yeah. you know, that's that's you've got to do your research. Just because you become famous doesn't mean you have to suddenly stop your research. Of course you know? not. So you've got to find a way. It keeps you going. Yeah. It keeps you going, isn't it? It keeps you at the top. It's what keeps us at the top. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've done James Garner there and Glenn Larson in our uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not episode. Now, um, the good news is we are supposed to be doing Ripley's and we might still have about another 10 minutes. Yeah, we've got a few minutes so, we can do it. Um, you're in your rig, your luxury Atletico Mints rig in Brighton. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't bring your Ripley's with you, but you did nope. bring on tour with you the random number generating blo- blob, which I've is interesting. I did remember to bring the blow. I mean, I couldn't leave it at home for a week. So is it, it on the it's on the road with out. you across all the dates? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't find anyone to water it back in Sunderland. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't trust anyone to look after it properly. It's very, very delicate. 
Yeah. Needs a very um, very precise care package. So I brought And you wouldn't leave it in the, the house with the kiddies and the dog, would you? No, not Al- with the dog. Alone. The, the dog would try and fuck it, probably. Yeah. Um, probably feel quite so, nice, yeah. to be fair. Well, anyway, not really. Anyway. Ima- what, imagine you the, tried, uh, have you? Imagine the, 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 the mess. Mm. So, yeah, so I've got the random blob. Um, I'm going to give you a number from it here. Okay. It's weirdly keeps choosing numbers we've already had, so I don't know what we'll yeah. get. Um, one four two. You've got to turn the pages here, Sam, right. and give me an indication of what's on there I will because reveal to you I what's do on have there a copy. Waterstones, no, nothing. W. H. Smiths, nothing. It's exactly the is... sort of thing you often find in W. H. Smiths. Well, I'd have thought they would have had some on half price after Christmas, you know, with the Guinness Book of Records and that, but no, nothing. Okay, so the what we've got is um, it's not very good. It's drawings ah. of superheroes. Okay. Oh God. Um, matchbook art. Artist Mike Bell collects matchbooks to turn them into unique miniature three D portrait um, sculptures. So mm. these are yeah. So what he does is he he opens them up. He draws right. a superhero like as you can see Spider Man, Catwoman. Good. Accurate drawings, Batman, yeah. Really good drawings. But then if you look at the matches, he folds the matches out at the bottom and He's turns, the, and turns them into me? turns them into their hands. So it's their you know, Catwoman's claw, Spider Man's yeah. web hand, and yeah, Batman's bat hand. That's the laziest page I think I've seen so yeah. far in this Ripley's book. The thing about Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the reason we decided to deep dive it, which might seem strange to some people because this is a supposed to be a football football podcast is is that every single thing is the maddest thing you've ever seen right so like a duck with an arrow through its head or Mm. you know i don't know what else there's a lion driving a fucking like fast car there's a there's people sacrificing fucking crocodiles there's a a man in france lifting a ban on potatoes yeah exactly right there's monkeys operating machinery there's a snake growing out of a seal's nose. There's a mm. chimp playing the drums. There's everything that you never knew you wanted to see until you see it, and then you're like, yeah, that is fucking astounding. So it's unfortunate. The blob's not on form because probably it's on the road. Um, it's lacking energy. I know from my experience of touring with Top Flight Time Machine, you often don't eat properly. You eat at irregular hours and often non-nutritious foodstuffs because you have to just grab whatever you can. Yeah. And the, the process of touring just simply discombobulates you. And I've got a feeling that might have happened to the blob. Um, I, I'll pick out another random story from 142 okay. to see if we... Give us a number. If you could. Give us a number between one and nine. It. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Oh, and funnily enough, the title of this story is Eight Second Concert. On June the 29th, 2017, Japanese band Golden Bomber. Fucking great name for a band. That's a fantastic name. How has no one come up with that name until now? Golden Bomber. (laughs) Sight unseen, I would buy tickets for that gig. Right, Japanese band Golden Bomber gave an eight-second concert in Tokyo to promote their single, an eight-second song called Eight Second Encounter. Fans, <laughs> fans had waited in line for six hours for the free concert and were rewarded when the band did an encore, performing a different song in full. So the encore lasted longer than the concert. Eight seconds. Mm. There you go, dickheads. TTFN. Yeah. 
Oh, I hope that was worth 17 quid. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, something that, again, make a note of that in your little ideas <clears throat> notebook. Do you do you believe that or not? Um, I believe it. I'll believe it as well, yeah. Don't I forget, the Japanese people are famously polite. Yes. And they did, one thing they hate, as I understand it, I've never been there, is public scenes of emotion. They don't like yes. making a scene or a stir. Yeah. And so I think you could get away with this. I think yeah. if we tried it with Top Light Time Machine and we just did eight seconds and people had paid their money, I think they'd be... Get away with it. They'd, I think we'd struggle to get away with it. Do you think? Um, oh. I was wanting to go to Tokyo. Well, fuck knows, I would like to try. No, I'm <clears> saying <throat> in front of an English audience. I'd, oh, I'd yeah, do well, it in, I'd not. do it in Japan, no problem. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'll do that then. Oh, well, let's have one more page then because okay. that one was a massive flop. Uh, oh, fucking hell, 139. It's, it's gone from 142 to 139. Raise your fucking game, Blob. All right. Um, this is simply a load of weird models um, who have made uh, costumes for themselves out of dead animals, including right. animal skulls, necklaces out of animal skulls, necklaces made from mussel shells, and sort of headdresses made of birds' feathers. I mean... Sort of strange when you first hear it, but in a way, all fucking clothes are made of animals, aren't they? I mean, not all well, of not them. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. The vegans are taking over now. Yeah. You can get clogs and um, and uh, hats, I think, that are vegan. A vegan or, hat? Um, what, made of a wood? A vegan hat. Made Wooden hat. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, the headline <laughs> is... The rain. If looks yeah, could kill. All right, there, there <laughs> is one good picture. There's one good picture there- here. And it's good if you don't, if you just look at it and I don't read the context. It's the headline is White Rat. And there yeah. is a picture of a white rat dead yeah. with big red balls All being, nice dissect, being yeah. dissected by <clears throat> a uh, scalpel. And that is a disturbing but extraordinary image and the sort of thing that Ooh. you expect to see in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Wow. I do believe it though. I choose to I believe, believe it. it. Very, yeah. very quickly, page 80, Sam. The blobs. AT. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. I've got a good feeling about this. I've got a good feeling about AT. What a good one on 80. 80 is a good number. Too bad you didn't say 79 because there's fucking loads of bears on that one. (laughs) Right. um, Hand bridge. This is a bridge, the Golden Bridge on Ba Na Hill near Danyang, Vietnam, features Mm -hmm. two giant hand structures seemingly holding up the walkway. The uniquely right. designed bridge has attracted tons of tourists who enjoy... How many tourists has it attracted? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't say Lodge. the language. Just write tons. <laughs> Just write tons. It's, it's more vague, but it sounds impressive. Um, yeah, the, the, it's a gold-plated pedestrian way. It's a, it's a great bridge. It's a great bridge, and it's supposed yeah. to be the hands of God pulling a strip of gold out of the land. If you look at right. the image here, I don't know if you can see, see that, Andy. Oh, that's the, nice, yeah. They're massive hands. They are they're huge made hands. of rock. Either and side, they're, they're gigantic, and they do yeah. look exactly how you'd imagine God's hands yeah. to look. And the, the fingers are right up above bridge level, and it, it does look as if the bridge is just being held in the hands. That's oh nice. God, look at That's these nice. hands, right? All rough. You think they're made of concrete, but it's just they're rough because, as God, I've been fucking working with my hands for my fucking fucking millennials. Off. I've been working like a cunt. And that's why my hands look like this, like fucking Trump's hands. But they and aren't I get, half big. I get, I get a Sunday off, and I spend my whole time with fucking hand cream, rubbing hand cream into them. Now, you look at it, you think, imagine the fingering I could give someone 
with a big fucking giant fingers <laughs> like that. But three good reasons why I wouldn't do it. One, I am God and I'm not in the fingering game. That's disrespectful. I'm not, I'm not giving it up easy. No. <laughs> Angelina Jolly, baby. That's about it. Number two. Right, they're too big and they would pr- probably be dangerous in most fannies or bumholes. And number three, <laughs> right, <laughs> because as God, I'm also gender neutral. And number three, it would fucking not only hurt them, it would hurt me because the eczema I've got, possibly psor- psoriasis, I don't know, it could be stress-related. <laughs> uh, the doctors are confounded by the old thing. Um, but it's just no good. It would just hurt me. And so, um, no, it's a no-go as far as I'm concerned, John God. I've got enough <laughs> on my plate. Anyway, that's me, John God, checking out for now. <laughs> TTFN. Another Join update. New podcast, new and podcast on ACAST, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, all the usual outlets. All the usual places. <laughs> it's me, John God, putting the world to rights twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do the John God podcast. <laughs> we do. And I here's think we do. My fucking dickhead son, clumsy, calamitous bastard, John Jesus. Come on, John. <laughs> come on. You can have a little go as well on my microphone. If you think antagonising the pharmacist community was a big deal, wait till the fucking religious minorities get into us. Oh, oh fucking brilliant. Hell. All, All right. right, that's that's enough for this. We've gone for yeah. well. We've tried to do Ripley's Odyssey, but we ended up with Glenn Larson, James Garner, and, and John, John God. John mainly. God, mm. but uh, it's been it's been good. I've yeah, enjoyed it. It's been Hope great you have as well. All right, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. TTFN. TTFN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.